Hey guys, welcome back. This is Sharon Smaga and this is Pop Coach Life where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. It's good to talk to everybody today and I want to welcome back my dear friend Sue and hey. we just, um, I almost cried when she walked up on the porch because it's been, I don't even know how long since we got to sit down and Probably connect and weeks. do this again. A month, six weeks. It's been a while. Yeah, a while. But we've both launched children off to college and we're only tiny basket cases. Yeah. So that's pretty good. <laughs> That'll be a different support group. The right, spin-off right, series. Right. <laughs> the spin-off series. The, oh, the yeah. drama. But we wanted to get back together today and talk about dun 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 yeah. so, forgiveness. Yeah. About <laughs> forgiveness. It just kinda I think we've hit on it in different things that we've talked about. It's been a piece of other processes mm -hmm. that we've talked about. And so I was like, maybe we just need to kind of talk about what that actually like looks like because you talk about it and it's important. It's an important piece of when so many things. When I was younger things. and I'd be at church or something and people would be talking about it, I used to sit there and think, yeah, it's an F word. It's an F word. <laughs> like it's the other F word. Like I just mm -hmm. could not, I, like I really felt like um, when somebody had deeply hurt me that, you know, how dare anybody set out an expectation that I forgive, especially if mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that other person had any awareness or even if they had awareness and I took it to them that they had any um, remorse. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about where, <clears throat> you know, maybe somebody said something that accidentally hurt my feelings. They didn't even realize it. That to me is no big deal. But I mean like deeper wounds, mm -hmm. deep things even, um, and family things at times. So that's that's what I used to call it, the other F word. <laughs> yeah. And I know I, I can for sure relate to that just because I think without probably going through a lot of counseling personally and um, personal, like intentional understanding of that process of forgiveness, putting myself back when I was younger to like looking at that and being like, if I have to forgive someone like that, I have to give them their free pass. So yeah, I, no I longer think, get, I think um, a lot of people think of it that way, yeah. right? Like mm -hmm. somehow if I forgive you, I'm saying what you did right. was okay. Yeah. So that's probably and that I don't get to be, I don't get to like, Oh, you've forgiven me. You don't get to be like, no, you've forgiven me. You can't be mad anymore. You can't be upset about that anymore. Like if you forgave me, we just need to drop it and never talk about it again. Oh like, that's yeah. What it's about. And it, so I felt like it, if I, I, people would say like, it's important to forgive, but then I'm like, why does that feel like I no longer have valid feelings? I guess, you know. And that's interesting because to forgive does. <laughs> that's, this a, is this a is balance. a tough topic. Yeah. This is tough, right? Yeah. So forgiving doesn't mean we're saying what you did was okay, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there is uh, an element at its heart in the original language. If you go back to scripture. It does mean to forget. It's a choice to forget. It's a choice to let it go. It doesn't mean we're erasing it from history. It never happened. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to pretend it has no impact or that we maybe have to rebuild some things that, that maybe in this process of forgiveness, you know, we've kind of reconnected that bridge between us, but perhaps it's not a very strong one yet. Mm -hmm. It's just choosing I see it as it to forget means I'm choosing not to bring it up and kind of mash it in your face every time. 
right? Or to mm-hmm. try to, um, if I've forgiven, I, I forfeit the right to try to make you feel bad or t- I'm going to say it, to manipulate you with it. Mm-hmm. Because I think right. a lot of the time a relationship, whether it's intentional or not, that there is an element of where we guilt people to try to get a certain reaction or something we want from them. And so sometimes we manipulate that lack of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, what I, and what I think exactly in that, you know, in understanding that, I think when it boils down to what I'm sure we're going to get into is that forgiveness isn't about then like, it's about us, not about like changing that. Like we're, if we're forgiving, that's mm-hmm. within our control of who, what we're doing and what we're feeling and how we're going to deal with that situation. Because forgiveness also applies to situations where you may no longer even have a yep. relationship with somebody anymore. That's exactly what was going through yeah. my mind. Yeah. Like you may never talk to a person again and have no control or power over what they may do in their future, but yep. you still have to have a process of forgiveness because it's about you, not about that person. Yes. And that is about it's the about me part is, um, I'm sorry, I'm waving my phone around because <laughs> I have something to read on here, but, um, and don't let me forget when the timing seems <laughs> right. But if I am unwilling to let things go, Right, then I'm holding on to them. Even if I no longer have a relationship with the person, it could be something as severe as um, a family member that molested you, for example. Okay, mm-hmm. so if I choose to hold on to that, even if I discontinue relationship for safety, and that's okay, not all relationships can continue. Um, if I hold on to that and I don't find a way, One, I would argue my ability to forgive is an indication of healing and I want to heal. Mm -hmm. I I want to deal with the things I need to and get the supports I need to, to find that healing so that I can let that go and move on. Mm -hmm. If I hold on to the anger and lack of forgiveness toward the person who harms me, then it's still holding on to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, you'll, um, you hear people talk about, you know, being angry and holding on to that when you, you know, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I would actually mm-hmm. argue that that's really more uh, applicable to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think anger is more temporary. I think anger that's chronic is uh, probably more likely to be rooted. I, I would say mm-hmm. in a lack of forgiveness. And if I'm going to hold on to that hurt and that anger and that pain, then that is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to live in that. I don't want to live that way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hold on to that. Right. That becomes the cancer in my body emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you've seen it. There's been, you might've even shared this, I think on maybe a social media, but there's a thing that was kind of floating around about things that are within our control and things that are out of our control. Mm -hmm. And I think some of those things that we had an expectation of what forgiveness should do are the things that are really out of our control, that Mm -hmm. forgiveness is one of those things that we can choose. And we, when you're talking about forgetting or letting go, it's really that process is because you can't change the other side of that, the other person, their actions, Mm -hmm their thoughts, how they feel, how they're going to behave. But you can say, okay, I've forgiven this person and 
I've learned now that I need to have this boundary in my life or I need to do this differently or something like that. And that doesn't mean not forgiving the person. It means like now I, I can look at what I am in control of and focus on that for me and make that in a healthy yeah, way. Yeah, which actually to me very naturally flows into that idea of the healthy boundary, which is if if I'm pretending to be okay, I have to get something from you to feel okay. That's not actually a boundary, right? That's trying right. to control the other person, mm-hmm. which is what you sort of just were right. nailing down. Mm-hmm. And But then again, that's giving my power away where if I just choose to see that I I decide Mm-hmm. I decide for me, I cannot decide for you, right? Mm-hmm. Then now I'm focusing on what I actually have control of. And the short list of that, if you guys are wondering, is if it's me, I have control. If it's not, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. really that simple. We can break that down into categories, but the reality is the only thing I have control over is me. Um, the other piece that happens very naturally is so in a boundary sorry guys let me back up in you know in a boundary i'm not trying to get sue or somebody else to react a certain way to feel okay i'm just deciding this is my line and so your boundary is maybe it whatever has happened breaks that relationship and you cannot remain in that relationship safely that's a boundary and that's Mm -hmm. okay but it's not an angry i'm doing it because i hate you and can't forgive you i'm doing it because I'm in control of me and what comes into my world. And if you are not a safe person for me, then that's a line. Mm-hmm. That's my line. And and that is important to an understanding. Um, I think the boiling down the actual issues and, and things of what's happening um, is, is making me think of what, what you had shared with me that I, that you wanted to share um, is that, there's um there's boundaries there's things that are within our control that we can change that we can work on ourselves personally and things like that but when you're focused on trying to get be right in the situation and saying that you're blaming somebody or you're shaming yourself and when you're stuck in that still i feel like it's clouded from what the actual well there's no freedom you're actually stuck at that Mm -hmm. point so if if I cannot with clarity know, and let me say this it, to, to peop, the folks that are listening, sometimes what happens is I think we feel like that we have to continue a relationship to prove that we've operated in forgiveness, or we speak up and set a boundary and then that person kind of punishes us for it. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of afraid of that blowback. So if, if you've done harm to me in a way that's not repairable, we're not talking about repair and forgiveness cannot always coexist. I can forgive whether or not we can repair a relationship is a completely different dynamic. If you feel like that you have to stay in relationship to somebody to prove you forgiven and it's not healthy or it's not safe and you really can't, then of course you're going to struggle to forgive them and let that go because you're you're just allowing that dynamic to continue that mm-hmm. wound to keep being perpetrated on you if you right. will mm-hmm. so if you need to know that there is freedom to choose because a relationship is always about choice mm-hmm. right there's re- there's freedom to choose that maybe you cannot continue a relationship 
And that's what will allow you to step back far enough to heal and let it go. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. if, if it's just a, like a me and Sue thing and our friendship, our relationship, and we got to talk something out because we're both reading something wrong, that's the easy stuff because I trust your intention toward me. I, mm-hmm. I, I hope you trust my intention towards you. I love you. And I, I want us to have clear air between us, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good communication. But that's a very different dynamic, right? So it, it is important to understand your boundaries and know when you need to move away from a relationship and when you need to let go of your pride and step into healing something in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, right. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, that that's why... Like, I love talking about this just because it seems like just the, I don't know, if, like if it was ground into your mind this way, but it would be like, say sorry, say, say you forgive them. Like, just like, yeah, it had to be like that. And you're like, what does that even mean? Like, it just was like such a surface thing. Like, okay, so, you know, like you said, sorry. So that like took away everything that you just did and then you forgave them. So now you can't be mad or do anything anymore. And right. I'm like, what is this process? I don't understand. <laughs> and so understanding That's a pretty one dimensional approach, very, right? Yeah. Very like, yeah. I think of like those rocks skipping against the water. Like that's all it did. <laughs> like, yeah. like it did nothing. To Maybe really it kept me from getting resolve. in more trouble with the right. adults right. involved. Yeah. But, right. Right. Like, and it calmed us down and then we went <laughs> and started playing again or something like that. But, um, but when there's much deeper things happening, um, you know, understanding a lot of what you were just explaining, I think is so important to understand like what that really means and how you can make that choice to say like, I forgive you and like what that really does internally for you and for your health, um, for your emotional health. And I think though, I don't know if, if reading that, um, what you had had, but it it makes me think of, um, if you're worried about blaming, which I think that's what you were going to read, isn't it? If you're worried about blaming, um, still, then that's not where you're saying, um, that this is about me and about what I can control. Like if you're saying like, someone blows up at you and they have anger, you know, and this has been like an ongoing thing and, and they, you know, blow up and it's, you know, this very, um, anger filled, uh, argument or something like that. And they're like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. Uh, and you're like, well, I can't trust you anymore because you do that. And, mm-hmm. but I forgive you, but you know, it's because only because like, now I can't trust you because of this, because you act that way. Or, you internalize it and be like, well, I shouldn't have set him off or this or that. Like, that's not a process of forgiveness. That's just like blaming where to put the blame. Yeah. It's just moving the blame around. Mm -hmm. Um, Let let me read what she's referring to, because I thought this would tie in really well with the topic of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. because we have to guys, we have to deal with blame and figure out what to do with that to, to step into forgiveness. I think he, this is a Chinese proverb. He who blames others has a long way to go on his journey. He who blames himself is halfway there. He who blames no one has arrived. And that to me is like nails down something really beautiful in life that I've learned through a lot of errors with this and misunderstanding and mistakes in my own relationships that 
because I also have to be able to let go of blaming self when mm-hmm. I've been forgiven. Cause that's another piece of this too, right? Like mm-hmm. it's so hard. It's one thing to have somebody extend that grace and that forgiveness, but I, it is so hard for me to accept it, embrace it, mm-hmm. and then forgive myself. Right. And it's really important because otherwise, uh, especially with my temperament, I can start to sort of like, I almost feel like, oh, I owe, I owe. And and so that I will sort of manipulate by being extra or mm-hmm. piling it on too thick a little bit in my relationships. That's really hard for me mm-hmm. to accept that forgiveness and trust that the other person was sincere, mm-hmm. maybe because I've struggled so much my own life right. to forgive in well, certain respects and yeah. then move forward. I think that that is a big piece of it is trusting the intention of the other person. Mm-hmm. If they're, you know, if, if, if I say, if you, you know, if something happened between us, going back to that example, and I said, you know, you apologize and I said, I'm sorry, but, or I forgive you. Um, I don't want you holding it over your head anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's very sincere. Like I forgive mm-hmm. you. I want that to be. So like, I have to trust your intentions, right. but also if I can't forgive myself, then I'm not going to trust right. your intentions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a hard time believing, did she really mean it? Yeah. Like, I won't be able to rest in that. The, the other piece of, there's there's so many facets to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's it's complex. I think if it helps to hear that, guys, it's much more complex than I think it's often presented to be. Um, it is difficult to accept forgiveness past the your ability to give it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that. Right. That ties into this. What we're talking about. If I don't really have forgiveness and that grace toward people in my heart, I will. You can forgive me with sincerity and really mean it, but I can't step into it and live in it mm-hmm. if I don't have it to give to you. So we can't pour from an empty pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't give you what I don't have. So if I do not have, I can, I can fake a lot of things, but if I don't have a forgiving heart, <clears throat> if that's not real and true for me, you may not know it, but that's still, again, that comes back right. to the drinking poison. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that's, that's tearing me apart. That's mm-hmm. doing something to me. Yeah. And it's still going to damage relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, one other thing or maybe one last thing I don't know um but I I was kind of sharing with you that I had a friend too that uh had said you know someone had had apologized and she's like you know I just keep getting frustrated because you know and she's like I don't I don't I want to forgive her but I don't know you know if I'm I'm really ready or for this you know because of how she was apologizing I guess and and you know I just said like if you're waiting for her to say the right thing like Sometimes you're not going to get, I, I heard this once. Um, I thought it was the funniest thing. I don't know that this is the best advice, but it's funny because it stuck with me and underneath it, there's, there's some right things you can, you can sort it out. (laughs) No um, pressure, right? Um, okay. But it was that sometimes you just have to forgive people. You're not going to get the, I'm sorry first, but you just have to choose to forgive somebody, you know, someone you may not ever get 
an apology from someone. And so I, the the person speaking, this was a while ago, they're like, you know, just tell them I forgive you. And they're like, I didn't apologize to you. It's okay. I forgive you. Yeah, that's, and, that's actually, I would argue that's probably yeah, terrible advice. It's terrible but advice. Yeah, yeah. No, and it was in jest. Because then, but, then we're being arrogant. Right. Right. It was, that yeah. part was in jest. But the idea of forgiving people don't actually go to somebody that hasn't apologized and be like, I forgive you. But, but that <laughs> but the opens up of... the whole other part of that, which is, you know, guys, probably 80% of the time or more, you're not going to get an apology. Right. Most of the time, people aren't even aware they've offended you. Right. If it's a deep harm or hurt, they may not care. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, and they may have no conscience about that and you can't, force them to develop one. Um, That's part of why in some of the work I've done in my career, you know, what they call a victim impact statement can be so important. Mm -hmm. And when I've worked with clients to prepare for that, you know, uh, in court, it's something they can read out in court and they get a chance to read with the offender in the courtroom. This is how Mm -hmm. what you did affected my life. And part of when I have prepped people for that is, you do this for you. Right. This is your voice. This is your time. And mm-hmm. you do this for you because it's not for the perpetrator. They won't probably they be, be impacted choosing, by your victim impact statement. Right. Because they could be still sitting there saying yeah. that they're not guilty and, and choosing yeah. this whole path of anything but saying that they're sorry. Yeah. And yeah. So sometimes exactly. I think we confuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many of these terms around this, like remorse, right? Mm-hmm. My ability to forgive cannot be based in your willingness right. to be remorseful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? right. I, yeah. It's so if you think of forgiveness, spot. I'm going to go, go back to what I said uh, earlier on about it means to choose to forget. It means to choose to let something go. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. And my choice is the power that I have. Mm-hmm. And it can't be granted. And this is the power of it. We don't like this part of forgiveness, but I want to explain to you why I think it's still the best way to understand it. Because if it's my choice, you cannot give it or take it away from me. Mm-hmm. You don't have right. control over mm-hmm. my choice. It's mine. Right. So I may not always like the responsibility of it, but it is mine. And that's a very empowering stance to take mm-hmm. because ultimately to choose to let go um, it gives us freedom and peace. Right. It's not about conviction on the part of the other person always. It's, I mean, where there can be that and there can be healing and relationship, that can be really beautiful. Mm-hmm. There, right. there is such extraordinary beauty in redemption. Mm-hmm. There is. Um, and, and in healing the right way. But you don't want your ability to have freedom and peace to be contingent on someone else's behavior or choice. Yeah. goes back to the whole control that like that is not. And so I think that was one of the, what had prompted even just this whole thought of talking about forgiveness was kind of based on that conversation of, you know, you can't wait for somebody else. Um, It's great when something happens and someone recognizes an offense or something and you have an apology and you have that forgiveness Mm -hmm. process. That's great. It's it's lovely. But um, sometimes you have to understand what forgiveness is, what it means, what's within your control, mm-hmm. and you have to choose to forgive someone 
again, that doesn't mean necessarily saying it out loud to a person, especially if they haven't been or even in that place. You're just choosing to say, I'm forgiving this thing that happened. I'm letting it go. And I'm going to now what's in my control is I have certain boundaries that because this person doesn't even have a clue, I have boundaries now on myself of like when I recognize certain behavior, I'm going to now do this action or do this or remove myself yes. from that situation. And so that's how that can play out is that because you can't say I forgive you now, you can't do that to me anymore and act that way because that's what you right. did when you said it. So, you know, that is, you know, in that you said you're sorry, so you're not supposed to act that way anymore. Like it's, I have somebody recently, fairly recently that really kept engaging in kind of this pattern of very intrusive behavior and didn't have a personal relationship with me to say and do the things they were saying and doing. And I just kind of verbalized a boundary with that and, mm -hmm. and did it really in the most I don't want to say non-confrontational because I suppose when you have to assert your own boundary, there's an element of confrontation in it regardless, but really as gently as I could, you know, thinking in terms of sustaining that relationship, not blowing the bridge up by dropping the dynamite stick behind me as I crossed mm -hmm. it. And still guys, still like the whole reaction I got literally was Ugh. literally that's how that person responded. And I was like, Okay, which to me confirmed, by the way, that that was an appropriate boundary right. for me to set mm -hmm. because that whole interaction told me that there's just a lack of respect, mm -hmm. right? Still thinking in terms of ran into this person person recently in the community, and in my mind, it's a, a we're we're okay. I've set my boundary. I'm fine. I can still say hi to you. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't have an issue. I've addressed it. I've let it go. Mm -hmm. I've let it go. Do you hear that? Ran into this person in a social setting and went to say hi. And they turned their back to me, turned around and started a conversation with somebody else. Once they had done that, they literally turned and faced me side by side with this other person who had no clue what was going on while they're chatting and talking and pre literally pretending I don't exist. And I just thought, oh, okay, I didn't know we were doing that, but okay. And, you know, yeah. I'm not going to grovel. I'm not going to run over and go, hi, 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 see me, see me, right. or whatever version of that. The thought crossed my mind a little bit, but mostly I was just like, okay, I'm going to deal with, because what they were doing is shunning me, right? Mm -hmm. Good old-fashioned shun, you're invisible, you don't exist. That felt a little bit shameful. That was a little embarrassing. It felt unnecessarily awkward. And here's what I've learned. I will sit with that shame for a moment. I will sit and let that be a little embarrassing. And I'm not going to curry favor with somebody who wants nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at that and go, oh, okay, well, that's their boundary. And I'll go ahead and respect that. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. So even in that process, even in more surface stuff. This was like not a big deal. It was just like, Hey, could you back off? And mm -hmm. yeah. like, they were just very intrusive. Um, you're not always going to get the reaction you want. Even mm -hmm. if you're ready to let it go and move on mm -hmm. in connectivity with somebody that doesn't mean they'll be willing to. Yeah. It's just, it, this is just, it's what makes it kind of messy mm -hmm. and kind of hard. And I think a lot of the time our pride gets in the way of our ability to choose to let go of offense. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes we perceive we 
somebody uh, needs to be forgiven because we choose to be offended over things we don't need to be offended about. Mm -hmm. And that's not really so much what we're talking about today. But, you know, consider that too because how often you choose to be offended by other people who struggle like you do. Well, do you Mm -hmm. want that in kind? Do you want people to chronically be offended by you or to choose to perceive what you do as a slight because of who you are? So we give, we get what we give. So if you give forgiveness, you give grace, right? You let go of offense, you will find a lot more of that is what's coming back in your direction. And it'll be much easier to accept when it does come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much more freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of walked away from that interaction with this person going, I don't like the way that felt. That mm-hmm. felt yuck. Mm-hmm. There's my big word for it. It felt icky to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we ever grow the word icky? It just felt icky and it felt uncomfortable. And, and you know, I'm going to guess that's exactly what they were intending. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I going to let that control my day? Or how will I let that impact? Will I shrink away and disengage? Will I let that impact all those other relationships that were around us? Mm-hmm. Or do I just simply say, well, that was embarrassing and a little ouchy, but um, I'll accept that that's this person's boundary now and I'm going to keep mm-hmm. moving on. Right. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. And I've had to deal with that even in my extended family. Mm-hmm. And I remember making a decision. I think I've shared this with you before about a particular family member. I just thought, I'm not going to let this one person take away my relationships with all the other people in my extended family. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to give them that kind of power. Mm -hmm. So if they don't treat me well, I can put some boundaries at play. Mm -hmm. I would also argue that proactively, just as kind of something else to consider, those boundaries with this family member I'm referring to allowed me to stay in a space where there was really no way that person could do more harm with their words and behavior toward me because Mm -hmm. I just figured out a way to kind of gently protect myself. Mm -hmm. And so there was nothing I had to forgive. Mm -hmm. I was able to just sort of figure out my boundaries, disengage Mm -hmm. without completely disengaging, but just disengage. Um, One of the things I did was I would no longer interact with that person outside of a larger family event Mm. because when other family was around they were much better behaved (laughs) well I think that's a great I think it's a great example of you know that whole process of recognizing what is within our control and going through that forgiveness process that if you find that you're in a position where you're needing to give forgiveness for something you then have a chance to reflect on okay I'm having to forgive, like, is there something in my control that can prevent it from getting to this point in yeah. the future? And that's exactly what you did is yeah. just look at those things. Like I can do these things, you know, these are my actions. This is what I can plan to, you know, to hopefully prevent being in a position in the future of, of which I was actually very grateful for because we were able to make peace in our own way And when this individual passed away, I didn't have to sit with that kind of open hurt or wound Mm -hmm. like we had. And actually, I would uh, the last conversation we had um, before they passed was actually very. It was gentle. It was kind. It was surprisingly so. And I remember Mm -hmm. walking away thinking, oh, my gosh, that's lovely. And maybe now moving forward, this can be better between us, not. Mm -hmm. 
knowing that the loss Mm -hmm. would come so soon after. But even in that, to have that kind of peace Mm -hmm. and to know, like it might not have been the relationship I had thought it was or had hoped it could be again. And I think sometimes when people hurt us, that's part of, but let me just touch on that. I don't want this to go on and on and on, but sometimes I think what happens when we struggle to forgive in situations where it would be obvious and I would argue even simple to do so is because we're so disappointed in what we maybe thought the relationship was or hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. And then this person sort of fails us or we fail this person. Mm-hmm. And can we have the grace to walk through failures with one another? Um, or, you know, does your disappointment in what you thought the relationship should or could or would have been shut you down? So if that's happening, I would encourage people Reflect on that because everyone, it, I, I don't care who it is, you're going to fail each other. We're going to fail each right. other. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's just part of our humanity. And that can't always be the deal breaker or the, the you know, our stack of offenses we keep behind our, over mm-hmm. our shoulder, the chips on our right. shoulder that we stack up mm-hmm. in the relationship with people. Because then it becomes, you start stacking chips up on your shoulder against right. life. Mm-hmm. That leads down well, a pathway of bitterness. It goes into that, exactly, that Chinese proverb that you shared. Like, yes. Because you're stacking up blame is what you're doing. You're having, so, you're putting it everywhere. Um, yes. On all these other situations, on all these other people, on yourself, um, which, you know, again, I think why it says that's half of it is because there's things that are within our control that we can say, like, okay, we can control these certain things. But when you realize, like, it's not about putting these blames in all the different places. Right. Well, and there's nothing about blame that actually fixes anything. And I I think our instinct is to blame. I think that's our humanity. But blame doesn't actually solve. I I teach clients all the time in coaching and uh, that, you know, blame and problem solving don't coexist in a conversation. Mm -hmm. They can't. Mm -hmm. So if we're in a blame mode, even if we're blaming ourselves in a way we're still copying out of reconnecting in the relationship or problem solving what got in the way right so let's wrap with that i'm going to read you this proverb one more time guys because i think it's really cool and in case some of you were trying to write it down and and got about one sentence of it or two if this is it's a chinese proverb he who blames others has a long way to go on his journey he who blames himself is halfway there he who blames no one has arrived I think that's a great quote to end on. Thank you for joining me again. I've just missed you so much. And thank you, y'all, for having a listen. I appreciate every follower I've got. If you're uh, taking the time out of your, I know we're all so busy. So if you're taking time out to listen to this podcast, I appreciate you. I thank you. I hope that it is truly blessing you and, and helping you in some way. And again, this is Sharon Smago with Pop Coach Life, where we pursue the art of purpose over perfection. Um, if you haven't uh, clicked a button yet somewhere, you can find me on all things social media. Uh, we are getting our, we're getting front loaded on YouTube now. Um, so please go in, have a listen, wherever you listen to podcasts, ring a bell, hit a like, whatever things are, follow me, give me a thumbs up, leave me a comment, feedback. I appreciate all of it. Um, again, I'm still trying to grow my Instagram following, Um, Facebook seems to kind of be leaping ahead, which I'm really thrilled about and would like to see um, some of the Instagram stuff catch up. 
So if you can go in there specifically with some intention and uh, following my Instagram, I would really appreciate it. I hear I'm supposed to beg for the boost a little bit. Eat some crow and beg for the boost is what I call it. Huh. So I'm begging for the boost. I love you guys. Uh, keep at it. Don't give up. Don't let go of your purpose. Don't let perfection get in the way.